Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Another late night, early morning in Miami. Welcome to TC Live at the Miami Open, our post-game show to get you caught up on all the big stories and highlights. We are presented all week, all tournament by Conrad Hotels and Resorts. Here's what's on the way. Putting on the fritz, the top-ranked American man out to ruin of the day for his Danish foe and make his first trip to the Elite Eight in Miami. Plus, returning champ Carlos Alcaraz not only playing for the Sunshine Double, but also his solo spot at world number one. And Jesse Pagula looking to get some revenge for her doubles partner against Anastasia Potapova and do something we haven't seen since Serena Williams. Come on in. It is a late night TC Live After Dark. Steve Weissman back with my friends Paul Anico and Chanda Rubin. Uh, fans going straight from the Hard Rock to live at the Fountain Blue. It is that kind of night in Miami. Daniil Medvedev coming through in straight sets. But Chanda, how about Jesse Pagula in three? It was almost just like Indian Wells. It was even crazier, though, because her <laughs> opponent, Potapova, had match points this time, and it looked like she was going to take it, served for it twice, and she, I would think, will have some nightmares tonight, although she did give Jesse Pagula a hug. Nice hug, nice I embrace. I wouldn't have given the hug. I would have been <laughs> yeah, you, too you weren't, you weren't, I would have been too yeah, upset. Yeah, you weren't with that, were you? you <laughs> but it was nice of her. Oh, it, it was very generous. I'll tell you what, after what happened, I'm not sure I would have been able to do that. Jesse Pagula again. <laughs> Again, showed us all why we love her so much. Just an amazing problem solver under pressure. Never gave up. Found ways to dig in. Potopova served for the match twice in the mm. third. And Jess said, nope, not today. Not today or this morning or tomorrow or whenever it finished. It was actually 1.30 in the morning. All right, let's get straight to the highlights. We start with the first all-top-10 battle of the tournament on the men's side. Taylor Fritz facing Holger Runa for the first time. Yeah, this was going to be a real interesting from the word go. I was very curious to see how these two youngsters would fare against each other. Both guys a little tight at the beginning. Fritz up a break early. Runa broke back, but Taylor did such a great job settling down. I tell you what, really impressive how buttoned up he's been. Just very few sloppy mistakes, doing a nice job in the serve game. Felt like Runa overplayed a bit, a little bit like Shapovalov, going for too much too soon. Never got totally settled on the court, but Fritz did such a nice job in the rallies when he had to have lengthy rallies. He was patient when he needed the big serve. He got it and just played a really solid match. That's a heck of a win for Taylor Fritz. Still hasn't dropped a set. Fritz into the final eight in Miami for the very first time. Got some FaceTime with Prakash after. He started going with the short backhand chip. I feel like that was... Uh, probably strategy they wanted to come out with against me to just keep it low, give me no pace to the backhand. I feel like some people uh, do do that against me, but I feel like one of his biggest weapons is is his backhand and how hard he can hit it. So I felt like it was almost taking away from something that I was maybe worried about him pressing me on. And he quickly, you know, he, he went back into just hitting the backhand 
big, and I felt like that was definitely working better for him. The tennis IQ there, yeah, right? It's interesting. Yeah, Taylor figured it out. He's like, wait a second. This guy's biggest strength is ripping backhands, and he's trying to do something that he's not great at just to make me uncomfortable. Okay, I'm good with that. A uh, little bit curious, I think, on the side of uh, Holger Rune did not to, to use that great two-handed weapon. And Taylor saw it right away and said, you know what, I'll, I'll take that and I'll run with it. And Fritz did a good job. Rune started to get better as the match went on. I felt like he was a little bit on edge, though, pressing a little bit too hard. Two young guys that never played each other. This is going to be a fun one to watch over the years to come. Yeah, it was impressive the way Taylor stayed so calm and poised. And when you realize, okay, this he's trying to employ a play that isn't necessarily as comfortable for him. So I don't need to panic. I don't need to overhit or overplay. And I think that type of mindset is, is in part why he has been so consistent now at the top of the game. It was impressive. 20 wins this season for Taylor Fritz. Another achievement unlocked. Quarterfinals in Miami. Who would he face, though? World number one, Carlos Alcaraz on an eight-match winning streak. But Tommy Paul has won 12 in a row against Spanish players, including Paul, a victory over Alcaraz last summer in Montreal. I'll tell you what, two of the best athletes you're going to see on tour. And Carlos Alcaraz just continues to electrify the field. Up an early break here in the first set. Look at the movement, the good power with the legs, the great racket head speed. So much fun to watch him. Tommy Paul. Couldn't get that break back in the first set. Tried to get more offensive here, and this one just misjudging that ball. How about a little Filar dropper to finish that point? I'll tell you what, Alcaraz played some great tennis, plays so well on these fast courts, so comfortable in Miami. Tommy never really got a lot of looks, and uh, that young Spanish player is one heck of a competitor already. Sure is. Went 12 of 13 points at net. Carlitos with Prakash after. Tommy played very well. You made it so difficult for him. What was the biggest part of your game that allowed you to win today? Well, uh, yeah, as you said, it was, it was really, really tough. Uh, I didn't let him uh, play his game, uh, attack, going to an ad. Uh, I, I, did it, uh, I did that first, right. you know, great uh, in uh, points, you know, uh, I mean, great forehand, great backhand, you know, great shots in, in, in general. I think I, I played a, a really complete match. He did. <laughs> sure did. He did it first. Uh, Yannick Sinner going for his third top ten win of the year. Chanda facing Andre Rublev. Uh, the Italian was your FanDuel pick of the day. He was. But I don't know that I expected him to play this well, Steve. I mean, Sinner was playing lights out tennis from the start. I mean, we knew this would be a big bashing type of match. But it was Sinner that had the movement, the wheels. He found those openings when he needed it. And the first set was really one-way traffic. And for a big hitter like Rublev, that is jarring. That kind of shocked him initially. Sinner coming in, taking over the net when he needed to. The second set would be more competitive. But Sinner just had such a good rhythm. And it was impossible for Rublev to get him off kilter. And in the end, a fairly straightforward match. Clean tennis, 28 winners, just eight unforced, won nearly 90% of the points on this first serve. Sinner into the quarterfinals without dropping a set. He will face Emil Roussevori, the first Finnish player in a Masters 1000 quarterfinal since Jarko Niemann 10 years ago in Monte Carlo. Then we've got Fritz and Alcaraz meeting for the very first time. Chanda, which, uh, which one of these do you like? Well, I mean, I'm so interested to see how Taylor Fritz will match up against Alcarez. He has played such measured tennis. 
mid-center. He looked great. I expect him to have the edge in that one. But you never know. Stranger things have happened. Rusevori has been playing very well. Rusevori, we, we don't talk a lot about Emil Rusevori. I, I tell you, I got to see him play a bunch last year. He's a great ball striker. Forehander, uh, forehands can break down a little bit, mm. uh, but he has a great power game from the back of the court. But after the first 25 minutes of what I saw from Sinner today, Wow. I mean, that is just awesome firepower. Yannick Sinner is so confident and so comfortable right now. He's getting better and better by the day. All right, we're going to have Paul talk about that Fritz Alcaraz matchup later. That's our FanDuel match oh. of the day. But let's get to the ladies. Quarterfinals beginning today. Jesse Pagula, Anastasia Potapova met 16 days ago in Indian Wells. The American coming back from a breakdown in the third set to win Chanda. Uh, this would be uh, much of the same. I mean, this some of the points, they were so physical from the start. But Potapova hitting the ball big, taking advantage of some misses from Pagula. Pagula got off to a good start, but couldn't hold Potapova off. But in the second set, Pagula settled in, used so much of the confidence that she's gained over the last 12 to 18 months in particular. And the backhand started firing. She started moving better, not giving up so much ground behind the baseline. And in the third set, it was Potapova again coming back, had match points there. This was number two. And this was a backhand she had been making all match, but just overplayed it. The nerves, the tension of the moment, facing Pagula, who has been so mentally tough, and Pagula took advantage, got that break back. We would get to a tie break, and Pagula so strong when it counted most, and that has been the staple of her game. Save two match points. Pagula, first American to reach back-to-back -back semifinals at Miami since Serena Williams. Believe it, Jesse. Well, the Sunshine Double still alive on the women's side as well. Elena Rabakina on an 11-match win streak. Didn't have any trouble making it a delightful dozen against Martina Trevisan. Yeah, right at that moment in the first set, Rabakina kind of opened up her game, created yeah, some yeah, space yeah. between herself and her opponent and did not look back. Trevisan has had some terrific results. She can mix it up a little bit. She's got good wheels, but the power and the precision of Rabakina is what came into play time and time yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Serve, getting the job done in the end. Very straightforward two sets. 23 winners, 10 aces, two wins from becoming the fifth woman to complete the Sunshine Double. Four straight matches with 10 or more aces. First player to do that in five years, Paul. We were talking about who could end up as year-end number one on the women's side. Why not Elena Rabakina? I'll tell you what, with weapons like this, and uh, I think her steely nerve, you know, we talk about her maybe sometimes looking a little bit complacent, but I think it's composure. You know, we saw it at Wimbledon last year. She wins Wimbledon. She's like, congratulations, you have won the tournament. <laughs> She's just very composed. She knows what she does well. She stands by her game. And I think she's going to get better and better in terms of playing the big points so well. She'll have created more margin because her shots are so big, but she's been to more big matches, mm. so then she'll feel more comfortable. And when she does that, she's going to be off the charts. She's too tough to deal with. So many weapons. Yeah, and she never gets too high or too low. She competes very evenly, and I think that also is a nod in her favor, how she's been able to handle some of these tough moments. And I thought at the beginning of the tournament, she looked a little tired, maybe a little fatigued mentally, coming off of the Indian Wells win, but she has really rounded into form, has made the adjustment on these courts, and I think all of that is, is part of what has made her so tough over you know the last... Again, 12 months or so, just a little less than that. I mean, she has definitely been the favorite.
Looking forward to that match against Jesse Pagula. Pagula has never lost to Rabakna, met two times last year. More to come on TC Live. We've got Chanda's fan duel pick of the day. She's on another heater, two straight. Plus, after what looked like a devastating injury, we will hear from Bianca Andrescu about what happened in Miami. TC Live at the Miami Open is presented by Conrad Hotels and Resorts. Discover ConradHotels.com. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Chanda Paul, Steve, back on TC Live. Can't wait for this one. Tennis Channel's Road to Roland Garros kicking off with the women hitting the green clay in South Carolina. Do not miss a loaded WTA field at the Credit One Charleston Open. Exclusive live coverage. First ball through the finals beginning Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern. We love it in the low country. For a look at Wednesday's forecast in Miami, here's Fox Weather. Hi there, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather's Britta Merwin, and here is a look at tomorrow's Miami Open forecast. Unfortunately, could ask for better weather in Miami Gardens, Florida. You can tell that we have a chance of rain, temperatures in the 80s, and plenty of humidity for our tennis pros. Now, don't forget, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. Britta, we have had enough rain. Yeah. We don't, we don't want any more of that. Uh, FanDuel match preview. The line wasn't out yet for Fritz and Alcaraz, so Sinner... Rusevori and a big-time favorite for Yannick Sinner, Paul. And I think rightfully so. I mean, he's been playing such great tennis. Look, I, I was singing my kudos about Rusevori. I think he's a great young player, but Sinner's playing at a different level right now. And uh, I would say I like that line right there. Okay. Amanda, what do you think? I think it's You're fair. good with it? Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah. Right, we can move on now. <laughs> right now, everyone, FanDuel <laughs> is giving all new users 10 times your first bet in bonus bets. Up to $200, win or lose. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now and start making every moment more. That's what Chanda's been doing on a two-day win streak. She's out. Uh, look at her. Just rolling the Ws again. Almost 10 Chanda bucks up right now. That's, that's good stuff. 13 and 6, Chanda. How quickly you get it. It's how quickly it goes away, Steve. <laughs> I'm going to live in the moment, and I'm going to say, you know, Sinner, he did play incredible tennis. Mm -hmm. so. Took care of business. Took care of business. Yeah. Good call. Uh, not going to double down on Sinner, though. Who do we have for Chanda's pick of the day today? Well, Steve, I'm going to go with the options I had and go with Petra Kvitova over Alexandrova. Uh -huh. I do think Kvitova is playing some incredible tennis. She's been very under the radar, but when you can hit the ball as big as she can hit it, I think against an opponent who also hits big, I think it's going to play right into her wheelhouse. So I'm going to go with Good Kvitova. Good for her, right? Quick I think so. Yeah, I think so. And she's been handling conditions uh, very well. That humidity mm -hmm. hasn't seemed to bother her. Head-to-head, 1-0. Kvitova. Kvitova fourth quarter final in Miami. You take all the other quarter finalists combined. Uh, that's the same. So, you know, you she's go. got the history. She's got she's the veteran. She's got it all. If all she right. loses, sorry. 
<laughs> All right, still to come on TC Live after reaching the top 100. See what new milestone our man Chris Banks reached in Miami. You don't want to miss this next. like winning a tournament. This is what a seminal moment in your career looks like. That is a culmination of blood, sweat, tears, and dedication. Well done, Big Bang. Top 100 for the first time in his career with that victory. Tennis Channel's own Chris Eubanks into the top 100 for the first time. You had Jamie Foxx shout him out on Instagram. Chad Ochocinco in the stands today looking to make the final Ocho in Miami. Could Eubanks get it done coming off that emotional high of breaking into the top 100 for the first time? And, well, trying to keep it rolling against Adrian Manorino, Paul. Yep, it was, uh, there you go, right there. There's the man. Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco taking in a little tennis. Banks playing some good ball at the beginning of this match. Set the tone with the big, powerful ground strokes. Look, Jim Courier talked about a seminal moment. This is a seminal moment for this young man's work so hard to get to this situation. And right here, little hiccup, a little bit of nerves. Loses serve at 5-3, but what does he do? Absolutely nothing. Just blinks, buckles down, plays a great tie break. Wins that, and then second set, nothing between these guys. Power groundies, Manorino trying to make things uncomfortable, but Banks once again in the tie buster. How about right there? Boom. One-hander down the line, second serve return, and Chris Eubanks is in the final eight. That is a job well done, my friend. First time ever to Masters event. He's up to 85 in the world. Another win, he can get to 60. How about Stefano Tsitsipas? Came in 6-0 against Corinne Hatchinoff. Uh, the Russian had lost 23 straight matches to top 10 players, Paul. Those numbers are no longer true. No longer true. Stefano's won the big match in Australia with these guys this year, getting uh, past Hatchinoff to get to the finals in Australia. But Hatchinoff said nothing to do with it today, just hitting power ground strokes. A couple of unforced errors from Steph at the beginning, but I got to give Hatchinoff a lot of credit. When you have six losses to someone and no wins, that's a lot of scar tissue. And he was able to dig past that, stick with his game, use the big serve, the power ground, use the beautiful two-hander to try to keep Stephanos pinned at the baseline, and he did it. And that is a huge victory for him. First top 10 win since August 2019. Hatchinov moving on. How about his fellow Russian, Daniil Medvedev? He's won four Masters 1000 events, Chanda. Before Miami, Kanton Alice hadn't won a Masters main draw match. Yeah, there was a wide gulf between these two players, and it showed almost from the start the speed there for Medvedev. He was just ready and waiting Steve to get on court. It had been a rainy day, a lot of stops and starts, and for Medvedev, once he got a rhythm going, first set a little tight, but he had the momentum and he used it beautifully. Got up the early break in the second set, coming in, taking over the middle of the court. Starting to get late at this point, so it's time to get off the court. Medvedev looking to close it out and just didn't put a foot wrong. And in the end, very straightforward. Approaching 2 a.m. Daniil Medvedev heading straight to 11. Takes care of business. Straight sets. So let's take a look at the bottom half of the draw. 
Medvedev has big banks next, then Sarimbalo and Hatchinoff. Paul, what's the game plan for Chris to get past Daniil? He's got to play some serious power tennis, right? He's got to change uh, a little bit of his mentality, just expect one extra ball. Medvedev is going to give him some space. And the question for Banks is, what's he going to do with that space? Is he going to go pure power or use some angles and some width and uh, try to get into some north-south tennis? That's what he wants to do. He's got him by an inch. He's a little okay. taller. So All that's, right. uh, you know, Daniil's going to be looking up to somebody for the first time. <laughs> Let's see what's trending on social media right now as we enter the social net. Bianca Andreescu tweeted about her injury from Monday night, saying, woke up with a brace on my foot. Anyone know what happened? So a little lightheartedness from Bianca. Said on a serious note, though, that was the worst pain I've ever felt. Praying for nothing serious, still awaiting the official results and just uh, appreciative of, of all the love and thoughts that she received, Chanda. I mean, when we saw it live and saw her go down and heard her you know, screams, and uh, it seemed like it was the worst kind of injury. And it was hard for us to tell. So we kind of see the replay there. It didn't look like she went over on it. it. It just came all of a sudden out of the blue. But that looked so painful. And we just hope that she can get back to 100% as quickly as possible. Hopefully it isn't serious. Uh, but it was tough to tell from these scenes on court. Yeah, you see anyone get uh, taken off in a wheelchair and you listen to her howls of pain, you know that something serious is going on. But then when she came out with this tweet today, I felt a little bit reassured that maybe it wasn't quite as bad as we thought it was because uh, as you and I were talking about, Steve, maybe she wouldn't be joking around so much if it was that serious. Hopefully the tests come back and uh, it's not that bad. So uh, we're looking for BB to have a quick recovery and we want her back out there playing. Yeah, we do. Was playing so well. Still wishing BB the best and hope to see her back on the court soon. Time now for our Conrad Hotels and Resorts tournament summary. Mother Nature once wait, again. Wait, did it rain today? It, uh, apparently so for more than three hours. Huh. That's why it's, uh, you know, past 2 a.m. Yeah. in Miami. Alcaraz, 18 straight sets. He's got Taylor Fritz next. And how about Elena Rybakina? 10 or more aces in four straight matches into the semifinals in Miami. Who's going to get our hot shot? Find out next as TC Live rolls on. Back with our hot shot of the day. It's either Tommy Paul or Carlitos Alcaraz, Paul. Well, I'll tell you what, with these two great athletes, you can take your choice. Uh, but look at the movement from both of these guys. How about the dig here? A little flick. And we're not done yet. Just a little too much from Tommy Paul. But look at the court coverage these guys are showing us. This is like, uh, what is it, three, four, five football fields, Steve? At least. Huh? At least 500 yards in that one. Looking at our featured matches for a Wednesday, men's and women's quarterfinals, lots of incredible matchups. Let's head back to Miami for a preview with Danny and Prakash. All right, so you're back at the Cadillac desk here. And, P, we've got a quarterfinal match between Arena Sabalenka, Serana Corsair, two of the hottest players on the tour right now. How do you think it's going to go? Well, looking at their last couple of matches, I'm going to have to back Sabalenka. Corsair looked great against Vondrosova, but... The, the manner in which uh, Sabalenka took out Krachikova, I mean, that was the player who gave her a lot of trouble last week at Indian Wells, and boy, she just looks so sharp, taking it out in straight sets. The way she's rounding out into great form, she just looks so relaxed when she's out here on the grass. It's going to be tough for me to bet against her in these conditions. It's going to be an exciting Wednesday here in Miami. 
Great stuff as always, Danny and Prakash. All right, let's look ahead, Chanda. Taylor Fritz, Carlos Alcaraz, first meeting between these two. What do you expect? I'm just saying I didn't get the memo on the kicks. I yeah. would warn mine. Like, I, have oh. to, I have to start with but that. But you're matching with the coral, I know, coral accents. I had some other options too, Steve. But anyway, back to the match. <laughs> <laughs> back, you know, I, I'm interested to see how Taylor Fritz handles this match from the start. I think it's going to be about serving. Mm. He's got to take care of his serve and then look for some opportunities. We've seen Alcaraz at the end of a few sets kind of just have a little letdown. Fritz, I think, will be able to take advantage of those moments a little bit better than previous opponents this should be interesting yeah and Alcaraz is just so dynamic right north south he can do everything and for Taylor it's pretty simple the power tennis like you talked about big serving and try to find a way to be aggressive on the return of serve and get the first strike in and have some fun out there and see what happens at the end of those big sets like Alcaraz said get that first strike oh look at this oh, look, look at there that there you go they're good Clean, the, the right? Jordan threes I love it purple I, I purple styles go Northwesterns <laughs> thanks for watching TC live the action for Miami continues next.